Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of The Next Chapter with myself, your host, Gabe Baltier. Guys, I hope everyone's doing well. Everyone is staying safe. Before I get into today's episode, just a couple of quick reminders for you guys. Wherever you listen to this podcast, whether it's on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever, please hit that follow slash subscribe button. It really means a lot to us here at The Next Chapter Podcast, so please hit that follow slash subscribe button. With that being said, we have an amazing episode for you guys today, so let's get right into it. Here we go. So before we get into today's episode, just a couple of current events, things that have been going on in my life. So this past weekend, I went to go visit some of my college buddies from school. It was an amazing weekend. Had such a good time. Shout out Dylan Henderson. Thanks for having us over, brother. And on the way down, my friend Noah and I, we were carpooling. We were driving down to New Jersey. That's where we were all going to meet up. And the traffic in New Jersey we're getting, pardon me, the traffic getting into New Jersey is just unreal. And for me, and I don't know about you guys, but for me, I hate traffic. Always have, always will. It is just the most annoying thing. I think most people hate traffic, but this traffic going into New Jersey on a Friday, and yes, granted, it was a Friday evening slash Friday afternoon, so I understand that the traffic was going to be bad, but I just hate sitting in traffic. And usually when there's traffic, there's either an accident or there's some sort of construction going on or whatever. But when we got to the end of the traffic, there was no construction. There was no traffic. It was just people like couldn't drive properly. It was the most annoying thing because I I remember learning about this and I think it was driving school like many, many years ago. It was that traffic happens because somebody will slam on the brakes and then that person behind them will slam on the brakes. So it's like, it just like everybody just ends up slamming on the brakes. So which makes everyone slow down. And it's the most annoying thing ever. And we were in just literally in standstill traffic for a good 45 minutes, almost like, yeah, basically 45 minutes. And I almost lost my mind. I'm also kind of a, a, an impatient, impatient person. So that doesn't really help. But just sitting in traffic, it was just, oh my goodness. I think some of you guys know what it's like to just to lose your mind in traffic. I remember my mom told me the story one time where she was coming back from Long Island and she was literally in standstill traffic. Like the car wasn't moving. No cars were moving. This was like, I think it was on the, I think, where was this? I think it was a, just like right before you enter the Bronx. So like there's like this really congested highway that's always just full of traffic and on a Sunday evening at five o'clock, her and her boyfriend were on this highway and it literally was standstill traffic. It was crazy. And I was like, oh my God, if I was ever in that traffic, I would lose my mind or I would just get out of the car and start walking. <laughs> you know, I would just start walking. But it was a great weekend. We finally made it out of the traffic and it was a great weekend. I had a great weekend with my friends. And you, the other thing that I kind of was thinking about this past weekend, it didn't really bother me i guess but it was just a thought that was in the back of my my head was i can't believe i'm leaving for school so soon so i'm going back to back up to campus ithaca college 
in about 10 days. And it's really starting to set in that I'm actually going to be going away from home. Like I'm going to be away from home and it's kind of, it's a little sad. I'm, I'm kind of sad to leave my hometown because I've been here for so long. I literally haven't been, haven't been back on campus since March of 2020. I've been home with my family and I've kind of become accustomed to living back home and going back up to school is going to be an interesting, interesting change of, of environment and scenery. And don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm also super excited because I'm living with my best friends and all of our, our entire friend group is going to be in the same building. So it's going to be an amazing time. But I was just thinking this past weekend that it, you know, I'm, I'm getting a little, you know, sad, emotional because I'm going to be leaving my hometown, my family, my dog, my gym. Oh my gosh. I can't believe I'm, that was another thing is I'm not going to have my own garage gym anymore. I'm going to have to be working out, going to work out in like a regular public gym, which is going to be kind of interesting because I've always had the garage gym for the past year and a half through quarantine and COVID and the pandemic and whatnot. I've been working out in my home gym with the speakers and my weights and I can lift heavy and, and <laughs> you know, yell. You can't really yell in a, in a public gym because it's kind of not really the, the norm. Not, not many people are yelling in a gym, <laughs> but I'm excited. It was just it was just a feeling I was having, and the, as the day of moving comes closer and closer, I'm I think about it more and more because I'm like, I'm gonna I'm gonna miss being home. I'm gonna miss sitting on my couch and hanging with my dog and having family dinners and being around my family and that type of stuff. But I'm also looking forward to hanging with my buddies all the time and being back at school and using the gym at school and living with my buddies. So I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. So it's kind of like a yin yang, if you might say that, like there's a, the good side and the bad side. But anyway, with all that being said, let's get into today's episode. And today we're going to be talking about a topic that I think is very important to discuss, especially when it comes to achieving your goals and becoming successful in whatever you want to become su successful in. I kind of, this, this topic kind of came to my head when I was watching the Michael Jordan documentary on Netflix. If you guys haven't seen it, really recommend you guys go see it. It's on Netflix. It's called, I think it's called, the, uh, what's it called? I forget what it's called. It's just like look up Michael Jordan documentary on Netflix and it is so good. I watched the entire thing in like a week. It was probably one of my favorite documentaries I've ever seen. It is so well, just it is so well, I can't speak. Sorry. It is perfectly like filmed. It the, just everything about it just moves and, and flows. So just beautifully. So highly recommend it. But anyway, so it was this, the main like idea of this documentary was success and Michael Jordan's success and how he became one of the greatest basketball player, basketball players of all time. And there was one part that inspired me to, to make this episode. And it was that he went through so many ups and downs and crazy situations to become the very best. And he was saying how very few people can go through the, can go through those ups and downs and become successful. And that's why today or we're going to be talking about why the people that become um, like the top tier, the 1%, the successful people, they become that because they go through those uncomfortable crazy unplanned ups and downs roller coaster that is life and go and they push themselves to limits that very few people can push themselves to and that's just that that's like the main idea here is if you want to become successful it's not going to be an easy road 
And I know many of you hear that and it's and it's said over and over again and you see it on Instagram posts, you see it on TikTok, but that's that's the truth. Whether you like it or not, whether you want to accept it or not, if you want to become the best at something, whether it's the best writer, the best actor, the best singer, the best athlete, the best lawyer, the best doctor, whatever it is, you're going to have to go through some crazy ups and downs, some uncomfortable situations. You're going to have to push yourself to another limit, to another height. And you have to be willing to accept that because a lot of people, I'm not not saying, I'm not saying everybody, but a lot of people tend to just, when something doesn't go their way, throw in the, throw in the towel. They're like, Nope, not doing it. Can't do it. It's too much work. It's just, I can't. Those people will always fail and will always be unsuccessful because they're not going to rise to the challenge. I'll give you guys an example. People that when they are faced with an obstacle that is way greater than they thought they could ever imagine, if they, the majority of people will look at it and be like, nah, too much work. I'm bailing. See you guys later. Those people, and that's a lot of people. I know a lot of people like that will never become successful because the people that are successful look at that, whatever is in their way and little by little, step by step, day by day, they overcome that obstacle. Here's a story. I remember, and I think, I don't know if I've told this story before on the podcast. If I have apologies, but I'm going to repeat the story again. Sophomore year of high school, uh, the soccer team, because I played soccer, the varsity soccer team came up with a new tryout for everybody, for everybody who wanted to be on varsity and whoever wanted to be on JV. It was called the Cooper test. And it was a test that pushed people to the limit. And it wasn't, they didn't create, they didn't, create this test to make people feel bad or look bad or make them feel bad about themselves or, or down. This was a test to see who was going to push themselves to limits that very few people can reach. This was also a test to see who is going to work even though the odds are stacked against them. And come game time, all that will play a role. So the test was you have to run two miles under 12 minutes and 20 seconds. That was the varsity time. The varsity time was 12 minutes and 20 seconds. The JV time, I believe, was 12 minutes and 40 seconds. And then if you didn't get under any, any of those times, and if you, got, if you got above that time, you were basically kind of screwed. And so they gave us, they told us this in the spring, end of freshman year. And I go into the summer, and I start training. I start running a little bit. I, I, I was always a good runner. I did well in the freshman tryouts with running. So I, I kind of was like, okay with it. I was like, okay, I got this. I can, I know I can run, but I had never run actually two miles at a very fast pace. I'd only run one mile at a very fast pace. Then if I run more than one mile, I go at a pretty slow pace. So in the summer I am away in France and I'm training in France because we're on vacation with our family, but I, I, I wanted to begin training. So my grandfather helped me mark out two miles from where we were staying to, you know, two miles away. And I did the first, te- I did it. I ran the two miles and, so, and was like, I'm just going to see what I get, what my time is. I wanted to get under 12. I think I, my goal was to get either the time or a little under the time, which is 1220. So I run it. My mom is waiting for me at the end. I get down to the end. I'm huffing, I'm puffing, I'm dying. I'm about to keel over. I feel like my lungs are about to explode. I feel my, I feel like my heart is about to just burst. I feel like I'm about to pass out because I can't breathe. My diaphragm is about to explode. Everything just, I felt like shit. And I get to the, I get to where my mom is at the finish line at the end of the two miles. 
And I'm like, mom, what was my time? And she goes, 18 minutes and 50 seconds. 18 minutes and 50 seconds. Six minutes over the time limit. And I look up at my mom and I go, are you sure you started the time when I, when I left? She goes, yeah. And I go, what was the time? 18 minutes and 50 seconds. And on my way back, it was like, it was a straight line, the two miles on my way back home. I was so pissed off at myself. I was thinking negatively. I was putting myself down. I was like, I'm never going to get this time under 12 minutes. I'm going to fail the tryout. It's going to be a nightmare. This is just a crazy, difficult obstacle that is in my way and I can't do it. I just can't. I was thinking like that the entire walk home, the entire two mile walk home. I was thinking like that. But that night I was like, you know what? This is just something I have to get. Uh, this is this is an obstacle that I have to get over, and I don't know when. I don't know how long it's going to take. I have I have a, an end date of when the tryouts are, which was end of August. So that's when I have to get. That's when I have to f- overcome this goal. But in the meantime, I'm going to try my heart. I'm going to try my heart out and push myself to achieve this goal. And it's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to be annoying. There's going to be ups. There's going to be downs. There's going to be days where I'm not going to run. There's going to be times where I'm not going to hit the the times that I want to hit. But in the end, it's all going to work out. And so my mom and I sat down that night and we and we planned out this running schedule where some days I do one mile, some days I do a mile and a half, some days I do 400 meter sprints, some days I do two miles, some days I would do a hundred yard sprints for multiple reps, some days I'd run another mile. Some days I'd run a mile, walk a mile, and then run another mile. Some days I'd run three miles. Some days I'd just do 50-yard sprints in the backyard. I did this routine vigorously for the entire month of July until the end of July, beginning of August, when we were about to leave back home. We were about to go home to the United States from France. And the last day I said, let me just run it. Let's run the test. Two miles. Let's see how I do. And so after all this training, the entire month of July, all this practice, all the intervals that I'd run, the sprints, the long jogs, the short jogs, the, the jogs plus the runs, everything. And I get to the end of July and I say, mom, let's run this one more time before we leave back home. And so I run it. I feel good. The first mile I'm, I'm flying, 530 mile pace. It's, it's amazing. I, I can't believe it. I think I feel like I'm going to blow through this time. And the second mile, a little worse, not moving as fast. And I get down to the end of the two miles and I go, Ma, what was the time? And she goes, 15 minutes. 15 minutes. I'd only shaved off three minutes. I was devastated. I was heartbroken. I was like, oh, my God, really? 15 minutes. I've only, I only got down three minutes. That's it. It's already August. What am I going to do? And I accepted the challenge and I pushed myself even more. So when I got back home early, uh, early August, I kept doing the routine and I knew it was going to suck. I knew it was going to be annoying. I knew that this, in this moment I was uncomfortable and I didn't want to run and I didn't, I didn't want to run two miles every day. I didn't want to run a mile every day. I didn't want to do sprints every day. I didn't want to go to the soccer field. I didn't want to go to the, to the high school track and run, 
but I knew that I had to get under the, the time limit, which was 12 minutes and 20 seconds. And so I ran it again, two weeks later, beginning of August, I get 13 minutes. I'm like, all right, we're getting there. We're getting there. It's working. The training's working. And so I keep running. I run with my friends. I run by myself. I run with my siblings. I train on the soccer field. And every time I train, I feel myself getting faster. And then two days before the tryouts, a teammate and I are like, let's just run the Cooper test one more time just to see how we do. At the time, my best time was 13 minutes. So we run the test early morning. I remember I was just running it because he didn't want to run it. So I ran it myself and I'm feeling strong and I run, I finish. I'm dying. I'm out of breath. I'm on the, on the ground on the grass, gasping for air, completely blown out. And I go, what was my time? My friend goes, you got 11 minutes and 40 seconds. And I go, what? He goes, yeah, you got under 12 minutes. You just ran it under 12 minutes. You just crushed the time. And I go, no way. Let me Show me the clock. Show me your phone. And he shows me his phone. And boom, under 12 minutes. And then the, two days later, come, day, come the day of the tryouts, I run it. Under 12 minutes, I get 11 minutes and 25 seconds. And I have the fastest time out of anybody that ran the, that test. Seniors, juniors, sophomores, I beat everybody. No one beat my time. And the, that was the moment that I realized how successful people become successful. And it's because they push themselves to limits that nobody wants to reach. And it shows at the end. The end goal, it shows. You'll see it. But this is just a soccer a soccer example, but whatever you do, if you push yourself through the uncomfortable, through the ups and downs, push yourself through those obstacles, you'll be successful. And everyone's going to look at you like, "How? What, wait, wait a minute, how is this person successful? Wait, wait, what? How is he there? And I'm still here. Well, here's here it is. Here's a secret: is you got to push yourself through those uncomfortable situations. You have to be willing to go through. What nobody else wants to go through. Just like how I kept running every day. One mile, two miles, three miles. Sprints. Going on the field. Training on the field every single day. Rain, sunshine, whatever. That's what I did. And I knew that it was going to pan out. I knew it was going to work. I knew it was going to work. Because I knew that if you just keep grinding. You keep going. You keep working hard. You'll be successful. And this is just a soccer example. I'm saying like in life too. Like if you stay in the office longer than anybody else, the results will show. They will. You put in more hours, you put in more work than anybody else in the office, it'll it'll show in the end. And that's why people like Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos and all those guys, they're up there in the one percent flying to the flying into space is because they work harder than anybody else. They put themselves in those situations where nobody wants to be in. Of course, nobody wants to be in those crazy, uncomfortable situations. Nobody wants to be see those obstacles in front of them and be like, "Yeah, let's go." No, but the successful people put the, like they go through those situations. They go through those situations and they're like, "This is what I have to do 
to get to the top. And going back to this, what I said before about the Michael Jordan documentary and why it's so good is like he is the best because he pushed himself to limits that nobody wants to go through and nobody can get to. That's why he's so good. That's why Michael Jordan is and the best the best basketball player in the entire world and always will be is because he pushed himself to limits that nobody wants to go through. You think he did that by, you know, he was like, oh yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, go shoot a hundred free throws. No, why? Well, that's bonkers. Why would, why, that's crazy. But he does it because, you know, it's going to make him different. It's going to make, that's why he's so successful. That's why he is the 1%. And that's if this is for everybody that's listening is like, if you want to become successful, you want to become the best or whatever it is, whatever, whatever area you want to go into, you're going to, you want to become best at something. You got to go through the uncomfortable situations. You got to go through the ups and downs and sideways. And you're going to have to climb those mountains. You're going to have to face those obstacles. You can't turn around. If you turn around, well, you're not going to be successful. If you want to become successful, you go through those, go through those uncomfortable situations and you push through and you're going to see there's very few people on the other, on the other side because most people want to turn around and be like, mm, see you later. I'm not about it. Believe me. So to become successful, you got to push yourself to limits that very few people can push themselves to. And you're going to keep pushing and you're going to get to the end goal. Because when you get there, very few people are there. And you stand out. You stand out. Believe me, you will. Because not many people can go through those uncomfortable situations and get to the end. Alrighty, guys. That is all the time we have today on this episode of The Next Chapter. We'll be coming up with another episode sometime this week, so make sure to look out for that. But before we go, I want to give a huge shout out to Xander Windsor, who created the intro and outro music for this podcast. He's an amazing musician and music producer. So huge thank you to him. But with that being said, guys, take it easy. Sending all the love and positive vibes your way. And we'll see you guys later.